want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. Well, hello, my friends. I have to say, one of my greatest joys and honestly privileges in my life has been the opportunities that I have had to meet really fascinating, amazing people on my journey. Today's guest is absolutely one of them. Michelle Medina is really passionate about flexibility training. That sounds kind of strange, right? Somebody who's incredibly passionate about flexibility training, but it makes so much sense in terms of her creative path and her journey. Over the last 10 years, she acquired yoga training and she mastered, mastered flexibility training techniques that really get results, not only in the body, but in the mind and in the spirit. Prior to that, Michelle worked in fashion and design and she merged her work and her experience and this flexibility practice together, creating a business with a product called Haramichi Backwarmers. This episode really dives into making your own creative path, how training gets you ready for the world, when your passion is your calling, and how to manifest your business through stretching your mind. She's so fun. I'm really excited to bring to you Michelle Medina. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Okay, friends, do I have a treat for you today? I am so grateful to have you back listening to the Nick Demas show. And I think you're going to be grateful when you get an opportunity to meet this amazing human being. Welcome to the show to my friend, Michelle Medina. Welcome, Michelle. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, You are so very welcome. It's been a moment since I've seen you. It's brilliant to be able to connect. We met years ago now. (laughs) It's been a few years on a yoga retreat. And I think that we connected because we drank wine. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We love it. You know, you can go on one of those retreats and... There may be, there's two different types of people that go on those retreats. So those that are ready to kick back and those that aren't. <laughs> <laughs> and you and I fell into one category. <laughs> but we were ready for both. We were so on top of everything. Oh, I'm not saying we didn't show up 110%. What I'm saying is there are those people that are teetotalers during the yoga retreat, like, you know, like the purists. And neither one of us were a purist. <laughs> we were more like international. There we go. International. I like it. I'll I'll, I'll go with that. So give my listeners here, hello listeners, give them a little synopsis of who you are, what you do, who you serve, those questions. 
Currently, right now, I am a um, flexibility coach. I transitioned from a yoga teacher to a flexibility coach. I also am a designer that makes back warmers. Back warmers are like leg warmers. They do what they say they do. They keep your back warm. So I wanted to mesh the two, fitness and design, which are my two backgrounds. Let's get into that background. I want to hear about this because you've had such a creative journey. Mm-hmm. It started in fashion, is that right? Is yeah. that where you first began? So talk to me, like, did you go to school for fashion? Like, how does one say, I'm going to be a fashion designer? Like, how does that happen? Well, when I was younger, I was into fitness. And I just wanted to start from the beginning. I was into fitness and I did a little bit of gymnastics and ballet, not extensive, but I had to, you know, go to school and pay bills. So I got into design. I did art and advertising. And then I went off to FIT and I did some pattern making. And I also learned uh, fabrics and design patterns on fabric. And then I started working with a designer, Charles Nolan, and I learned more, a lot more about production for that company. So then I transitioned from design to yoga or fitness. And I said, I think the yoga, I think it's, it's, it's happening. It's going to be something really big. So I said, I'm going to do this whole yoga, become a yoga instructor and do my own thing, do like the flexibility stuff, but still, you know, call it yoga. Well, what made you go, okay no more fashion, I'm going to move into yoga. Like, was there a moment? Like, were you not enjoying it? Or was it just like, yes, and? I said, I wanted to try something else. Because I was, I had right before I got laid off, I had gotten hired as a technical designer, which is like a pattern maker, but you do everything on the computer. And so pattern making died here in the States. So everything was moved overseas. But they still had technical designers here. So I was going to be an assistant technical designer. However, that woman hired me. She got laid off because her department went overseas. So I said, oh, this may be my cue. Maybe I should try something else. Ah. So I did that. But then I went back to school and I said, maybe I should become a nurse, which is not something that I would do. But I just said, I don't know. Let me just try it out. If the yoga journey path doesn't work out, I'm always like backup plan, backup plan. Let me see what works out. You know, I can, I can do whatever, whenever, however, I just, I have to see. So it obviously worked out because here I am teaching 13 or 15 years later. Yeah. Here I am. Well, I always thought of you as a hustler. You were always hustling. I'm into it. You're a hustler. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, um, I don't think you know this, actually. My husband was in fashion first. His first career was fashion. He had his own label in the 80s that was rather successful. Madonna was wearing his clothes. You know, he was on the best dress list, the whole bit. Oh, he, he knows what's up. He knows what's up. And he says it's the hardest industry maybe ever. Oh, yeah. He's like, it is rough. It is a rough, rough industry. He actually transitioned into both exterior and interior design for many reasons. But one of them was that that was a rough industry. It sounds like you had a rough time in some ways in the industry as well. I was over it. Yeah. You're like over it. Done. Not into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so expensive. You know, I wanted to, I was creating a line and 
I said, it just gets to, you, you, you need money. You need to know people, you need money. And I was not into that. I said, if I'm going to do something, it's going to be something very small, something niche, one pattern. That's it, period. And moving on. Yeah, which you did. And so you found yoga, you found this path. Like, did you just walk into a yoga class? Did you find it at the gym? Like, how did you find yoga? Well, I found it years ago before I started the teacher training. I went to a few classes. It wasn't similar. I mean, it's similar to stretching and flexibility, but really, I I really wanted just a, a certificate that said I completed X amount of hours. I just, I was into the yoga, but I was just more into it. I just saw the future. I knew it was going to be something big because when I first started, it wasn't, it slowly started to pick up, you know, and I knew I saw it, it was going to be something big. So I said, this is my opportunity to get a certification and just do my own thing. Yeah. Do yoga, but it would be my own style, which is what, which is flexibility and stretching. Yeah, I remember even back when we were training, because we were training together at one point, that you were always like, yeah, but this is my thing. Exactly. Right? You know, I love that. I love that about you because while you were honoring what we were being taught, you also were like, okay, and I'm going to make this my own. Uh Uh-huh. Always. How did you have that fortitude? How did you know, like, within you that, that, like, where does that knowledge come from that I can just do this? I can make something of my own from this. I think it's because I've had so many different life experiences, so many work experiences. I've worked, I've been working since I was 16. I must have had like over 40 jobs and I was always moving on, moving on because I wanted new experience. I wanted to meet new people. I wanted to learn them. I wanted to make sense as to why they did the things they did and not take anything personal. So that's why. I took a little bit from here. I want to be like that. No, I don't want to be like this. I can do this. I can do that. So I would see these people and they were my inspiration, negative and positive. Yeah. I took it all in. And then after that, I just elevated. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. You were a great observer. I, I always remembered that about you, that you always kept this distance in a way from not only from the practice of yoga, but from those that were practicing. Not that you and I didn't have a connection. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I could see you witnessing people, mm-hmm. not only their energy, but also the way in which they sort of moved in the world, like you said, both positive and negative. So that makes sense to me that you took from all of those people to then sort of create your own thing. So you moved out of yoga, quote unquote, mm-hmm. teaching into flexibility. What does that mean exactly? Like wh- how, what parts of the practice have you taken and what have you created? I do. I like the physical part of flexibility. Well, I do contortion now. So I'm more, I consider myself more of a circus artist now, but I, I teach extreme flexibility, stretch, contortion, and it's more based on, I like to, I want to give them, basically, I want to give them a manual to their bodies. I want them not only just to get into the position, but to really understand the body in the skill or the position. I want them to build strength and I want them to find that balance between strength and flexibility. So that's what I teach. And that's what it is. You, I mean, everyone has their own style of teaching in yoga as well, or in contortion or in circus arts and aerial straps, whatever it is. But that's the way I teach because for me, training is everything for me, like not training it. it I mean, it's everything I have to train. I feel like it gets me, it gets me ready for the world. 
yeah, gets you ready for the performance as well as the world itself. Let me ask you this. Like when, when I hear contortion, I think, oh my gosh, that must be incredibly accident prone. How do you maintain that balance of flexibility and strength so that you don't get injured? There's a lot of things that go into that. I train like six days a week. Wow. I also weight train. So even just to weight train or cardio, my warmups are about 45 minutes to an hour. Even if I'm not training, I still do my warmups because I'm working with clients. So if I'm doing contortion, my warmup is two hours to do contortion. Not only that, but I eat pretty clean. I'm not a vegetarian, but I, I really watch what I eat and do the things that work for my body today. Maybe tomorrow it's not going to work, but at the moment it's working for me. I mean, this is dedication. This is discipline. How do you maintain that discipline on the days that you're like, mm, I'm not feeling it today? I don't feel like that. Wow. I really don't. I, I really very much love and enjoy training. It's my everything. It's my life. I love the way it makes me feel. Not just the contortion, but everything. Movement. I'm just more creative. I'm more positive. I could just, I feel empowered. That's a huge passion then. Like it's a calling. Yeah. Because if the warm up itself is two hours, that's a calling mm -hmm. and a passion that's so deep within you that you have to do it almost. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have to do it. I have to do it because then I'm not creative. Then I can't perform in life. I mean, forget about performing on stage. I mean, I have to perform in life and eating right. That gets me there for me at least. Yeah. I find it fascinating that you say that you don't like have days where you don't. Most entrepreneurs love being an entrepreneur, but there are things about it that they don't necessarily mm -hmm. love. In the business side of your business, how does that play out? Do you have that same excitement and that same passion? Or do you have moments in that that you're like, oh, I wish I didn't have to do that? I don't. And I think I owe it a lot to my diet and my training. I'm just very aware and the training has helped me become even more aware of my externals and my internals here and what's happening on the brain. I'm just very disciplined and I'm very strict. Well, that makes sense to me too, because in order to stretch yourself to the extreme, you have, the mind has to be first. It happens here first. Yeah, it happens in the head. Like when I, when I work with people, I tell them, extend that leg, go inside and activate that muscle. Even if it doesn't, you can't access it. Think about it. Think about it. It happens here first. And that's a great metaphor for creative business, but also for your life in general. That's like manifestation. So in some ways, by teaching that thought pattern, by teaching the physical, you're actually teaching the manifestation of it actually happening. Exactly. It's worked for me. That's why I need to do it. This is one of the reasons why I need yeah. to do it because it helps me with everything else that I do in my life. You know, so I do the back warmers, but I also am starting a blog on like training and I'm also writing a book. It's a you know, short stories of memoir of my life. So I do a lot of things. I need to be able to fit all those things. And the only way I can do them is if I continue to train and be inside of myself. And it's the only way I can access this. If I'm training, it's like very meditative for me. Yeah, I was going to say, it's interesting that you earlier said, well, I really only like the physical parts of yoga. But the truth of the matter is you just work from the outside in rather than yeah. the inside out. 
Like you need the physical first so that you can feel the meditative state on the inside. Well, it's the same because in yoga, they do the physical part first, right? So you can go into the meditation, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it was created so you could sit and meditate like originally. So it's not that dissimilar. That's basically what I was saying to you while you said, oh, yeah, it's about the physical. I'm like, oh, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I know you and I know that it's more, it's more than that, which is why I was like, huh, I don't think so. <laughs> so then when did the back warmers come into play? Like what, like, did you see like a need? Like, how is it that that happened? I, someone had recommended I should wear a back warmer. So I got one on Amazon many years ago. The material was merino wool and it was very itchy. At that time, nobody was making any back warmers. And uh, for the purpose of training, yeah. So nobody was making them. And I said, this is it. I should just make this. It's easy pattern. One, two, three, I can make them. Align them with fleece. I'll get like a, you know, spandex or whatever. So I started making them and I started selling them. I had a, you know, website, which I still have. And it slowly started to pick up. And then other people were making them as well. So of course they're competitors. I mean, I I have to say I was one of the first that started making the back warmers and then other people started making them. I mean, that's life, right? I mean, I'm not like, Oh, you know, I mean, there's more than enough for everyone to make money, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I talk a lot about that with my students that it actually just points that your product is needed. If there are more people out there serving it, that means there's a lot of people that want it. So rather than worry about it from a scarcity mindset, come to it from an abundance place of great. That means that there's just more and more need and desire, and it's going to become more and more popular to wear them. And I also see it as more competitive. Like, okay, that means I have to step up my game. Maybe I have to make new designs, you know? Well, which is what happens to me. I'm like, okay, I mean, you can take it so many different avenues. And what I'm doing right now, I'm really trying to target like wholesalers, like a CVS, like a Walgreens, like a Whole Foods, you know? There's nothing like that out there. So I'm always looking for the best next thing. These people are more like, okay, let's just stay in the studios, which is fine, better for me. So I'm like, Maybe I could sell it at Staples, Home Depot, uh, Home Depot for the workers, for the workers to wear a back warmer. Why do I only have to target the yogis or the circus artists? Let's get everyone to wear a back warmer. You're like, everyone in the world needs a back you're, warmer. You're Let's walking your it. dog, you need a back warmer. It's also called core warmer. That's right. I tell you, there's a reason I've always called you a hustler. You're a hustler. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm so into it. I love it. I know. And I love that about you. And I think that you're something that your enthusiasm and your passion is so contagious that of course everyone's going to want to wear a hi, hi, hello, of course. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Convince me, I need a back warmer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really cool. So tell, tell everyone how they could go get a, a, one of your back warmers. Is there a, is there an online? Yes, it's Karamichi is the name of the back warmer. Yeah. Okay. In the show notes, we'll put a place where you can click right on it to go get yourself a back warmer because clearly we all need them. That's obvious. Not just for circus training, not just for the yoga, even just sitting down. You're, you're on the Zooms, you're in the Zoom meeting and your back hurts. You need to keep the back warm. You know, it's interesting because I have a client who has a back issue right now. And so I need to send her your 
your way for sure. That's right. That's right. Send it to, right now. If not sooner. <laughs> okay. So I was going to say, well, what's next for you? But you've already sort of started talking about it. You're writing a book. I am. How did that come about? Is it just an idea? And then you're like, I'm going to do this. Or were you approached? No, it's an idea that I've had for many, many years. And I just didn't know if I was ready to share my life with the world. I'm really, I'm not doing it to make money, but of course, money is always welcome. I really want people to, I want to share my life so that they're able to move on. I find that the more you accept it, the sooner you're able to move on with your life. And it has happened to me like that at this moment. So I feel that now I'm ready to share my life with the world. I have, and, and it was through meditation and reading and really getting to know myself that I was able to move on and accept it. And I said, okay, I, I, I'm ready to share with the world. When you say accept it, what, what, what is it? My unique childhood experience. Ah. Yeah. It has, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things in there, a lot of abuse and molestation and all that stuff, which not everyone goes through, but some people have a hard time. I mean, it's, it, it's a terrible experience, obviously, but listen, I, for a very long time, I was in denial and I said to myself, no, I have to embrace it because those things made me who I am today. Yeah. Yeah. And we share that in common as well. Yes. Which I think you knew. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I agree, you know, it, it, at first there was this period of denying it, that it even happened, that it existed, that it was real. Then, then came this period of accepting it. And then it became a period of almost honoring it, of saying, ah, okay, this actually shaped me and made me sensitive, made me open, made me vulnerable, made me a conduit of, of, light of of helping others that it it, it became this well so I, I I do understand what you mean yeah and I feel that yeah only when you take those steps you're ready yeah you're ready not just in the sense of ready to write a book but ready for life ready to welcome someone into your life yeah like I know it's such a cliche like oh you know you how could you love someone else if you don't love yourself no it's really true it's so true yeah, it really is. The negative can't live without the positive. The positive can't live out without the negative. We need them to be complete. So I embrace the negative as well as the positive, but more than yeah. negative. It made me who I am, and it made me so gangster, and it made me a hustler <laughs> because of those things. You know, I think those things, and if I could relive those moments in my life, honestly, I would do it all over again. Because I learned so much, but I'm coming from a different place of acceptance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how much did your culture affect your growing up? Like growing up as in New York, obviously, mm-hmm. growing up in, in a Latin household, Latina Hi, household. Hello. hello. <laughs> Little tongue pop there. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was. It was my parents. Their upbringing was, they were really not right in the head because they were damaged. So yeah. when you know better, obviously you do better. Yeah. So I even think 
them being Latinos, and I think a lot of Latin families are like that because it's third world, poverty, not educated. All those things influence who they become as people. And obviously, that's what happened to both of my parents. They were both damaged. So it carried on to me. You had to stop the cycle, exactly. so to speak. Exactly. And so powerful. You know, it's powerful that you are shifting the narrative, shifting the story, speaking yeah. a story. You're going to re- literally rewrite the story of your family. Exactly. Yeah. With everything, you know, with everything. Because I feel that it's who I am. It's part of Michelle. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm into her. I'm so into her. She gives me all the things. I'm so into her too. <laughs> I'm always so silly. Listen, I don't take anything serious. You know, I, I don't because listen, it's not that serious. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If it isn't, then it isn't, you know? Yeah. And if, yeah. you know, I'm like, if you know me, it's like not that serious. Just embrace the moment and that's it well it's that that exact thing that you're saying about the light and the dark or you know the balance the negative and the positive you know the serious and the not serious like right like enlightenment lighten up you lighten up exactly so lighten the hell up because it's not that serious at the end of the day i think because we've been through so much you know that it's i'm just like oh you know it's like this is a walk in the park not that serious (laughs) Not that serious, you know. Not to say, not to say, other people's problems are less than mine, or I don't no. expect them. Yeah, not to diminish anybody, no. anybody's pain. No, 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 no. I don't mean yeah. it like that. I'm just saying, like, you know, when I'm with somebody, whether it's friends or a partner, I want to be their moment. I want them to move away from their struggles and their problems just for a moment. I want to make them laugh, and that's it. That's why we have friends, right? We want them to show us easy. That's it. Easy. Not like, oh, you know, there she is, that Michelle. I I, I don't like that. I don't show them that. I want to show them easy. Show me easy and that's it. I want to be your moment. (laughs) Show me your easy. (laughs) That's it. I love it. Or else I will show you easy by disappearing. Oh. (laughs) Hardcore. I like it. You know, one of my business phrases this last year was, how can this be easy? Oh. Because as somebody who creates a lot, not just similar to you, I can overcomplicate sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can I can make something way more complicated than it needs to be. And so my mantra all last year was, how can this be easy? How can this be simpler? How can this be fun? And it worked. I had the biggest year I've ever had. Ooh, I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> Take it. I love it. Because my thing is always, listen, I like, I love, I love to work hard. Absolutely. But if it's, it's not conducive to me and it's, it's showing me hard, then I'm going to walk away from it. Like for me, forcing something, this is what yes. I, think. that means not easy. Yes. You if know? I'm pushing the boulder up the hill, something's wrong. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I like easy, I always say. Yeah. Show me easy. Yeah. It's it's interesting because, you know, you hear people that they're like, they're desperate to get to seven figures in their business or this particular goal in their business. And I'm always like, yeah, but what's the quality of your life? What's the quality of your life while you're doing it? 
Exactly. If it's not easy and if it's not fun, if it's not light, then what the exactly. F-U-C-K doesn't matter. What does it matter, right? Like if, if the quality isn't there while you're doing it, what's the point? Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm with it. So show me easy. Show me the easy. Show me the easy. You know, that was that movie, that movie from the 90s, Jerry Maguire, show me the money. You'd be like, show me the easy. Show me the easy right now. Right now. Love it. I walk away if they're showing me hard. That's it. It's like too much. Yeah. I'm not talking about them, a person, but I'm talking about them, whatever it is I'm working on, any situation, you know? Yeah, whether that be whether that be a business thing or partnership or friends or whatever. It's like show me the easy. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. And you know what? I have to be honest because I always say that and I always find easy. Easy is always she's always with me. She knows what's up. It's, do you listen to her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because she knows. Yeah, she knows what's up. She knows what's up. So do you. I really enjoy you. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today. Um, when your book is done and complete, got to have you back so you can share some of those stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, where do people find you? You can find me. I have a website, my own website. It's Michelle Medina with one L, M I C H E L E Medina dot com. And then Haramichi, which is H A R A M I C H I dot com. Go get your back warmer. That's right. Keep your back warm, core warmer, even if you core warmer. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't like the back, think of it as the front. Your core warmer. Our thing at Haramichi, it's dress it up or dress it down. Or look cool, stay hot. <laughs> I love it. Look cool, <laughs> stay hot. I, I got to get one of these back warmers now. I'm loving this. Michelle, thank you so much. They better look good on me. That's all I have to say. I, you know, It's all about looking cool and staying hot. Well, at 50, it's like about just about holding it all in. <laughs> She's going to do that for you. She's going to do all the things for you. And on top of that, she's going to make all your dreams come true. (laughs) I adore you. You're so fun. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for listening to us today. Thank you, Michelle, for being such a fun guest. If you enjoyed today, which I'm sure you did, because um, hello, I have the goddess herself, Medina, here. Be sure to send her a DM on Instagram and DM me your favorite moment and uh, go leave us a review. Tell your friends, take a screenshot of this episode and text it to a friend so that they can come and listen to the wisdom and the fun of Michelle Medina. Thank you all. See you next time. Thank you.